0: Welcome to Black Women's World Podcast. It is Sister Nista time. Well, hey y'all, it's Tracy Mack. Listen, I want to share a peacetime story with you. You know how you have bedtime stories? Well, peacetime stories can be shared anytime. And many of you know I've been taking swim lessons and, um, The other day, I had to go reserve my lane because I practice in between my lessons. And I like to go very early in the morning when I do. Uh, I'm a morning person. I'm usually up between 4.30 and 5. And just because I'm up doesn't mean I want to talk. So I go early because I don't want to talk to people. Um, Then because of COVID, I want to be as socially distanced as possible. And I like to get in and out real quick. And so in between my lessons, I go to practice. So I reserve my lane. And it was much later this particular day. And so I went in, when I went in there, there was somebody in just about every lane. And I was like, God dang it. And so I went ahead and got in. And um, when I was in there, I'm working on side breathing. That's been the lesson for the week. And it's been the hardest thing for me to learn. I it just couldn't get it. just Just, man, what's wrong? And um, I'm not a fast learner, but I'm a thorough learner. By the time I learn something, I got that thing. And so it's taken me a while to learn it. And I'm not trying to make it perfect. Um, but but I want to make, make it perfect enough for me. And so uh when I was in the pool, there were so many people in lanes, and I mean they'd be swimming and swimming, and I'm like, dang, I'm gonna swim like that one day. And so, but then I don't want to get in there because I'm 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 the least experienced swimmers most times, <laughs> swimmer most times. And so, you know, you wondering if people looking, you know. And so uh, I'm like, oh well, I'm just gonna have to Tracy. Just stay in your lane, do your thing. You know, they were new at one point to just do your thing. So finally, both people on both lanes on each side of me, they get out. And I'm like, whew, now I can swim and ain't worry about nobody looking. Even though they probably ain't studding me no way. And so, I'm in there for a few minutes. I'm getting it in, but that side breathing. I mean, I'm in there, you know, (laughs) gasping and I'm I'm drinking water. I mean, it's like, I'm like Beyonce. I've been drinking, I've been drinking. (laughs) And I'm drinking and, uh, but I'm still trying to get it, still trying to get it. And then next thing you know, somebody jumps in that lane and then somebody jumps in that lane and I'm like, Oh God. And the person that jumps in, in the lane at the time to the right of me, he jumps in. I mean, he didn't like dive in cause you can't dive, but he just starts swimming. I mean, he's zinging up and down that pool. He is gone. I'm like, man, look at him go. And so we're both taking a rest time at the shallow end of the pool. And, uh, so he looks at me and he said, why are you fighting the water? And I can't see him good because I can't see without my glasses. I don't wear glasses for a fashion statement. I try to make them as fashionable as possible, but I need these jokers. You hear me? I've been wearing glasses since the sixth sixth grade, and uh, I started wearing contacts when contacts were glass, okay? And I can't wear them now because I'm bifocal, trifocal, and the contacts that serve that purpose don't serve me. So I have to wear my glasses. And so when I, I can't see, and I'm, oh, here's another thing. When I can't see, I can't hear, okay? It, they just go together. So I, and he says, why are you fighting the water? And I'm trying to, I, I probably got my eyes bucked because <laughs> I'm trying to see him, but I can't see him. And I said, what you mean? He said, you're fighting the water. He said, you're working real hard. You're doing good. He said, but you're fighting the water. Let me tell you what you need to do. You need to extend your arms out as far as you can. He said, because you're just using your arms and it's just like you're crawling through the water. But when you extend your arms out, you're, you help, your shoulders are helping you. And you're going to have to use less energy and you're going to get down the pool faster. And I said, who are you talking to? You know, just playing around. Because <laughs> that's how he came at a sister, you know. So I went back. So who are you talking to? And so uh, he said, let me show you. And so I said, wait, don't do it right now. Let me look at you underwater because I can't see you without my glasses. So he he go, he go starts, I go underwater and I look and I'm watching and I could see what he was doing. And he said, you try it. And so I said, okay. So I tried it. He said, you understand instruction? Well, you got it the first time. And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I said, stop talking. Let me keep doing it so I don't lose it. <laughs> and so we laughed and I kept doing it, kept doing it. And so I'm, 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 I'm doing it, but I still ain't got that side breathing. I'm still <gasps> trying to get it. But my strokes are longer and I'm getting down the pool faster. And so I see him get ready to get out. And I said, what's your name? And he comes walking back and he said, I'm Stanley. And we shake hands still, you know, trying to stay as socially distant as possible. And I said, I'm Tracy. And he said, nice to meet you, Tracy. Good job. He said, you really did a good job. I said, thank you. So it's just about time for me to get out of the pool, but I want to go down the pool like Stanley showed me one more time. So I go down to the four feet, and I'm here, four and a half feet, I'm here, right? And so I get, and I go down, and I think, yeah, still ain't got that side breathing. I'm, (laughs) but I get down, so it's time for me to get out. And I don't have the upper body strength to push myself up out of the pool. So... I have to swim under the little ropes so i'm going under one rope at a time and pausing in between because you've got people doing their laps so you don't want to interrupt so i'm having to wait so i finally get out and i have to go back to my lane to pick up not only my glasses <laughs> but and i don't remember i can't put my glasses on while i'm in the pool because i got to get underwater water to get out so i pick up my glasses i pick up my little noodle i pick up the little weight i use for buoyancy and the little um kickboard and just as I'm getting ready to get my glasses, somebody says, hey. And I look and I'm squinting. He says, no, you hear me talking to you. And I'm like, no, nah, really, I can't. I ain't got my glasses on. <laughs> so I look and it's a bald headed black man who's still in the pool. And he said, how often do you come here to swim? I said, a couple times a week to practice. He said, you need to come more often. And I said, how are you going to tell me how often I need to come? He said, no, you need to come more often. I love seeing black women swim. And he had this authority in his voice. And, um. He said, I love to see black women swim. He said, We need to swim. And I said, Yeah. And uh, he said, We're so scared of the water. I said, Yeah. For the most part. And he said, I wish, and I could hear his voice change, you know, I'm doing my active listening, you know. He said, I wish my mom and my aunt and my sister had learned how to swim. And I, as I recall, he said, my mom and my aunt died of Obesity related illnesses My mom died of a stroke He said and I will always try to tell him Y'all need to learn how to swim Swimming is a lifetime sport And it keeps you moving He said it keeps you moving And I noticed because then I put my glasses on He was an older man And I later found out he was 75 But he was cut He had pecs and abs and biceps And I was like go ahead on bro He said I wish they had to learn how to swim He said I swim every day he said, I ain't never seen you here. And I said, I come. I said, I just come very early. He said, well, just come more often. And I said, yeah, I'm going to try. He said, you know how many people I saw drown when I was in Vietnam? Black people, black men drowned. And I said, wow. I said, thank you for your service. I said, what branch of service were you in? He said, Marine Corps. I said, ooh, raw devil dog. He said, well, he turned around all the way then. He said, what you know about the Marine Corps? I said, my dad was a Marine. My husband was a Navy Corpsman, retired. He said, well, thank them for their service too. And so we talked a little more about military and stuff, and I could hear him go from authoritative to compassion when he talked about his mom, to vulnerability when we exchanged stories and talked about water and the fear of it. And I said, you know what I found out, Nelson, because I asked him his name. I said, what's your name? He said, Nelson. He said, what's yours? I said, Tracy Mac. He said, like the Mac truck? I said, yeah, but it's a nickname that some Marines I worked with years ago gave me, and it just stuck. And. Uh, out with the vulnerability of, of of learning to swim and i said you know i figured out nelson i wasn't afraid of water i was afraid to drown i said and the other fears that came along with learning to swim was uh fear of what people thought i may look like in a bathing suit i said fear of people not accepting me being in the water because of an incident i had when i was in high school diverse you know military um school or military people attended the school. So the pool party I was invited to was a diverse group, but I was the only black female. And I said I got in the water. I wasn't gonna get my hair wet because that's the other fear black women have about our hair. And I said I won't get my hair wet But by the time I got in, somebody got out and they said I'm not swimming as long as she's in there. So all these fears about the pool, I wasn't afraid of water because I grew up near Atlantic Beach. I shared with him and um When I got my license, I would go to the beach almost every night if I could. I said I had to go at night because I got this issue with the sun. I said, not only that, when I was growing up, we went to the beach during the day. We couldn't wear bathing suits. I said, so we had jean skirts tied up on the side. He said, oh, I know about that. I remember women doing that back in my day. I said, yeah. So, you know, we laughed about that. But the vulnerability of exchange. And then today, because I'm fresh out of the pool this morning. I'm in the pool, and I got there early, thinking, well, nobody going to be there. I'm there at 8 a.m., time they open. And wouldn't you know, somebody's in every lane. And everybody in every lane, I see their pool tools. They got their uh, scuba apparatus. They got their flippers, hand, their hand, uh, hand paddle things, if that's what you call them. And everybody is obviously experienced because of the way they're going up and down the pool. And here I am getting ready to get in lane five, working on side breathing. And I immediately felt intimidated. Nobody said nothing. I just felt intimidated. But I learned, Tracy, stay in your own lane. Because every time I learn something, and I try to learn something new often. And I even remember when I learned to tap dance. I took tap lessons, y'all. And I can't tap. I can't tap. But I got through the whole series of six weeks. (laughs) And you would think it, but it's, it's technique. Tap dancing doesn't happen like it looks and i just couldn't get the, ta- ta- the the technique down but i kept them tap shoes and i would every now and then i'd put my tap shoes on and turn on some shout music and i'd be in the house getting it Mm-mm-mm-mm. especially when you got that right rhythm cuz shout music can't be too slow can't be too fast and i'd be in there getting it hey you know <laughs> but when you learn something new you don't just learn about the thing you learn so many other things And so when I got in the pool and everybody was just going, I started feeling bad. And I first started getting acclimated to the water because it was kind of cold. And um, so I'm in the water and the lady in the pool right beside me, I mean, she's doing this Mark Spitz, Michael Phelps swimming. She flipping and she breaststroking and she staying under for a long time. You know, people do their body like that when they're in the water. I'm like, man, I'm gonna be like her one day. But because I get couldn't get this side breathing that I'm just doing, I began to feel worse and worse about myself. And so I'm still trying to get it because I remember Nelson's arms. I remember my instructor telling me to keep my toes straight. And so I take a back, a break from trying to freestyle and side breathe. And I go to do what I can do pretty well now. I go back into backstroke in two different ways just to, you know, beef my my courage back up. And so I get back down into the four and a half feet and I'm getting ready to go back in and I could tell this lady kind of looking in my direction remember I can't see her because I don't have my glasses on but I could tell she was looking in my direction and so I make my way back down and so a lot of times when I feel vulnerable about something no matter what if I see something I like in somebody I tell them I'm very uh, forward with compliments And so I get down to the very end with her in the shadow end, and she's standing there. And I said, ma'am, you are an excellent swimmer. And she said, oh, really? She said, thank you. I said, you inspire me. You are amazing. She said, you know, swimming is the only sport I ever tried where I didn't get criticized for being unorthodox. And she did like that. she said, whew. And I can't make out her face well. She said, oh, I didn't know it would hit like that. And she said, hmm. And I could tell she was getting ready to cry. And she said, thank you. And she jumped right back in the water and swam off like a little fish. And so, I was standing there. And I said, wow. So, there I go. And I'm starting to cry because everybody else is getting it. And I just can't get this side breathing. And I try to jump right in. But then I realize, you can't cry and swim at the same time. Something happened in your throat. (laughs) And so... I'm starting to cry. And I'm like, "Oh, Tracy, don't be so sensitive." And then I I give in to my sensitivity because I used to be criticized for being sensitive until I realized sensitivity is my superpower. And so it's my superpower because when you have the gift of a word of knowledge, word of wisdom and the gift of prophecy, you better be sensitive because you got to know who to say it to, when to say it, how to say it, the rhythm in which you say it. And so I started crying but I was glad could nobody tell I was crying because I was in the pool and everybody's face is wet and the eyes a little bit pink even though you got goggles on you still have a little t- pink tint sometimes And so then I said, stop it, Tracy, get it together. And there I go down the pool a couple times, just gasping. You know, I'm side breathing. I got Stanley's arms now. You know, I'm here frequently, like Nelson said. I got my toes pointed, like my instructor said, but I'm still gasping. And so I get down there to the four and a half feet and I'm trying to get my courage to go back down the shallow end of the pool swimming. And I see her coming towards me and now she's lunging, like she's almost running. And she said, excuse me. And she had her hands like this. She said, excuse me. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. She said, but I said, what are you sorry for? She said, please don't be offended. I said, for what? And I'm thinking maybe she was talking about me in her head. <laughs> and she said, please don't be offended. And I said, for what? She said, can I offer you a suggestion? And she had her hands like this. And I said, yeah, please. Please do. From you? Yeah. And she said, I notice when you swim, you have your head down. She said, but you don't have it tucked enough. And she paused as if i was going to get offended i said okay she said if you just tuck your head a little more and focus on the bottom of the pool because i see what you're doing you start out with it tucked, but then you start looking ahead because you're trying to see down the end of the pool she said if you keep your head your head down and keep your chin tucked by the time you get to the end of the pool you'll start seeing a t and that t lets you know you're almost at the edge so you don't have to look for it And she said, because if you keep your chin tucked, you'll keep your body flat. And when you go to inhale on your side breathing, you don't have to raise your head up as high. And I said, wow. And she said, let me tell you, it'll work. And so I said, thank you. And she jumped back in and swam off like a little fish again. And so I got ready to try it. And here I go, getting ready to cry again. I'm like, oh man, why am I crying? Because I got a lesson in that just like I was standing there vulnerable, not knowing what I was doing, the way everybody else around me did, it took her being just as vulnerable with me because she came over almost an apology. She had apology hands together, saying she was sorry for wanting to offer me help. And I thought about that thing. In the pool, I'm the vulnerable one. But when it comes to what I do and what I'm good at, I'm the one who has to make myself vulnerable to people at the risk of them rejecting, at the risk of them thinking, I think I'm better. But it took her and I being vulnerable. So after I got finished crying, because I had a time limit, I'm like, Tracey, you can't turn off the waterworks. Turn them off and get to swimming. Take what she what she told you so you don't forget it. And I did it. And when you know, it ain't perfect, but my side breathing is so much better between my instructor, between Nelson, between Stanley, and between her. And when I got down to the edge, she happened to be down there. And I said, what is your name? And she said, Paula. And she said, you did so well. And I said, thank you, Paula. And I extended my hand to shake her hand. And she said, I taught swimming for years. And I said, wow. I said, yeah, I'm 14 lessons in. She said, that's amazing. Just 14? I said, yeah. And she said, you are doing wonderful. I said, thank you so much. You just don't know how much that helped. She said, no, you just don't know. And she took off again (laughs) and went down the pool. And I went down doing it. And when she got ready to get out, I said, thanks, Paula. She said, no, thank you. You just don't know how much that helped me. And I was glad when Latonya Jr. told and taught me a long time ago. I already knew vulnerability was a, a strength, but I didn't know it was a strategy until Latonya Jr. taught me that. It is a strength and a strategy, and vulnerability works both ways. And when I think about being in my own lane, no matter what's going on beside me, sometimes people are watching you. But they're not watching you for the reasons you think, they're not watching you to be critical or negative. They're watching you to see how they can help. And I do that. I watch people to see how I can help them. You just wouldn't realize the rejection, the criticism. No, she thinks she's better than. Because they not only sometimes tell you the grapevine will tell you, being one who's an empath, you hear it without it being said. But I thank God for all the times, you know, I just stay in my own lane and I'm me regardless. You know, the times that I have to have quiet times, extended quiet times, when I hear God saying, come away with me, I got something I want to show you. And like a little girl, I go right with him. Even when people don't understand, I thank God for my friends who understand my extended quiet times and the ones who try. I love y'all. And even the ones who don't, you tried. You know, but that's my lane. My lane of sensitivity requires extended quiet. And I don't apologize for it, even though sometimes I feel bad. (laughs) But I don't apologize. And I think about vulnerability being a two-way. I gotta be vulnerable enough to experience hearsay, what they say, rejection in my face behind my back. But yet it allows me to have the courage, grit, and the fortitude to be vulnerability on the giving side that, hey, Your rejection ain't going to keep me from helping you when I can. I'm going to try. And if you don't want it, I'm gone. Because I know how to leave if you smell like you don't want me around. I swim away too, just like Paula did. (laughs) But I just want to encourage you. That no matter what, always learn lessons when you're learning lessons. The thing you're learning, it's more about than what you're learning. You learn lessons about the lessons. And I thank God for that. I thank God for vulnerability being a strength and a strategy from the person who taught me from those who teach me by way of rejection, by way of acceptance. I thank God for Stanley. I thank God for my swim instructor, Allison. I thank God for Nelson and him sharing with me. I thank God for Paula choosing to be vulnerable with me today. And I thank you for listening. I know I've gone a lot longer than I usually go when I tell my stories, but I had to tell it today my way. And may it be a, a peace story to you. And something else Nelson shared with me about swimming being a lifetime sport, And it is, because I have trouble with my knees now for different reasons. And I get injections now, but trying to find other ways to keep this 100 pounds off. Or should I say 125 pounds gone. And swimming is working for me, so it's not just a lifetime sport, but it can be a hobby. So I'm grateful for that. And I hope you've heard something today that helps you. And if not in this lifetime, I mean, I believe this is the only one we got. But some people believe in more. You know, maybe you like Erykah Badu. I guess I'll see you next night time. You know how she sings that? (laughs) I guess I'll see you next lifetime. But anyway, I'm Tracy Mack. I'm grateful. And I love you for real. Much peace. This episode of Black Women's World Podcast is being brought to you in part by Tracy Mack's Solutions for Life Institute coaching and training services. If you're experiencing relationship challenges, be it personal or professional, leadership frustration, conflict fatigue, a need for change or a better sense of direction, or maybe transition uncertainty, Solutions for Life Institute is where self-discovery and peace of mind merge and thrive creating strategic solutions. Self-discovery is the privilege of knowing who you are here to be and what you are here to do. By doing so, you get to enjoy maxing out your best life, navigate easier through challenging situations, and ultimately increasing your bottom line. Which is why we are sure that self-discovery is one of the best forms of self-care ever on purpose, through mission, with passion, and compassion. To find out more or schedule a consultation, go to solutionsforlifeinstitute.com. You've been listening to Black Women's World Podcast, the BWWP, brought to you in part by Tracy Mack, Solutions for Life Institute, coaching and training services. No doubt you have enjoyed being in our world and it doesn't have to stop here head on over to blackwomensworld.com. This is my personal invitation to you to stay connected with me on social media and more. I'd love to see you there. And I'm so grateful you came to be with me here. Invite someone else to join you in our kingdom next time so they can feel the vibe of our tribe of Sister Nistas and Sister Nista lovers too. Remember to be kind, be authentic, be generous, be excellent, be grateful. And while you're at it, Go ahead and be extraordinary because that's just what Sister Nistas do on purpose through mission with passion and compassion. It's a black woman's world, baby, and you, my Sister Nista, are proof. I'm your self discovery companion, your professional peacemaker, and your host, Tracy Mack. Wherever you are in the world, may you love and be loved by somebody. Peace.